888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about, you know, those things like internet marketing, online business, blogging, traffic generation, social media, you know, all that WWW stuff. You know, I started this podcast to share what I've learned about internet marketing and what I'm still learning today. And also to interview other experts that can help us all on our blogging journey. I'm your host, Leslie Samuel, the internet marketing teacher from learningwithleslie.com. And I am excited as usual to bring you another episode. Why? Because that's what I do. I get excited to bring you episodes. (laughs) Today's topic, how to outsource your online business the right way. It's something that I've struggled with in the past and I'm learning a lot. And I want to share what I'm learning with you so that you can do it. I'm going to give it to you as real as I can. And I hope that you can find value in it and implement it in your business. I hope that's all right with you. That is what I'm going to talk about today. All righty. So how to outsource your online business the right way. And I'm going to start off by saying something, um, confessing something. The title of this podcast, this episode for today, is not a good title. Because it's how to outsource your online business the right way. And, you know, I, I know it sounds good and that's why I did it. But really and truly, there is no one right way. Yep, I admit it. I admitted it. There's there's no one right way to outsource. Really, when it comes to internet marketing, what I found is that there's no one right way to do anything. But what you need to do is find a way that works for you. Now, you'll always find people out there that's going to say, you know, uh, I have a strategy and this is the way you have to do it if you want to be successful online. But the truth is every single business, online or off, every single, let's, you know what, we're we're talking about online businesses. So every single online business is different. And in fact, if your business is exactly the same as someone else's own, then you are doing something wrong. (laughs) So so just accept it. Every business is going to be different and what what works for me might work for you. What, what certain things that work for me may not work for you. And it's up to you to look at what different people are doing and and see which technique resonates with you and and learn from them and take the best things that work for you from this person and then from someone else and kind of build your own your own system, your own thing when it comes to what you're doing online. So I hope that makes sense. I just wanted to get that out of the way before I got into some of the, the details of what I'm going to be talking about. Um, yes, I, I, I think the way I'm doing it is great. And I would almost, no, I, I wouldn't say that it's the best way, but it's working for me. And I want you to learn from what I'm doing. I want you to take some of the tips and apply them as it works for you. And, you know, you might try something out and it might not work for you. That's 100% fine. Okay. 
the main thing is I want you to take action. And if outsourcing is something that you want to do, let's go forward. If, if it's not, still listen to this podcast because you know what? If you're running an online business, I think you should be outsourcing or at least working towards doing that. So first, I want to talk about my goal when it comes to outsourcing um, so that you can understand where I'm coming from in the strategies that I've been implementing. My goal is very simple. When it comes to my online business, what I want to do is I want to provide a valuable content and I want to connect with others. Those are the two main things that I, I want to do. I want to provide valuable content and I want to connect with others. Those are the tasks that I need to do. I'm not going to outsource my content generation. I'm not going to outsource connecting with someone. Well, you know, some of that will be outsourced. But when it comes to the real gist of me connecting with my, my audience and me connecting and networking with other bloggers and so on, that's something that I need to do. When it comes to content, I want to make sure that the content that I put out there is an accurate reflection of me. So I'm not going to outsource content generation. Everything else can be outsourced at some level. And for me, since I'm so busy with everything that I'm doing, I, I run multiple online businesses. I'm a full-time um, assistant professor at a university. And, you know, I have a wife. And eventually we're going to have kids. And I can't spend all my time at the computer building a business. No. I need help. And that is why I out, uh, that's why I outsource. So the first thing that you need to do is you need to make a decision on what you have to do in your business. If it's an online business, I think that a big part of it is content generation. Yes, you can outsource content generation, and there are a lot of people that do it successfully. But if you're following the model that I follow, the stuff that I teach in my seven-day boot camp, then you're going to be the one making the content. You're going to be the one putting together the videos, writing the blog posts. You're going to be the one that's um, making the information products and, and that kind of stuff because it's a reflection of who you are and you want it to be an accurate reflection uh, an accurate reflection of who you are. I hope that makes sense. Okay, so the first thing you need to do is decide on what you need to do and then decide on what you need to outsource. So for me, what do I need to outsource? There are a number of things that I need to outsource and a number of things that I'm outsourcing right now. Um, so let, let's, let me give you some examples. Some of the things that I'm starting to outsource are, well, what I've been outsourcing the longest, I make my biology videos, I edit the videos, and then I upload them to YouTube. And this is, I'm talking about my interactive biology site. Just in case this is your first time listening to this podcast, I am a biology teacher. I have a, a biology blog, and I use that biology blog to um, put great content out there to help people with biology. So in that process, I make my videos, I upload my videos, and then I have my assistant transcribe my videos, post the videos to the blog. And that takes a lot of work, and it's a lot of work that I don't have to do because what I'm focusing on is making the content. Okay, so... That's one aspect of what I outsource, transcription and posting to my blog. Then managing email, that's another part of it. Um, as you probably know, managing email can take a significant amount of time. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's probably one of the biggest time wasters for 
anyone that's involved in internet marketing, email can suck you in. <laughs> and that's something that I've just actually started outsourcing um, for my biology site, and I'm going to start doing it for more than just my biology site. Um, I also conduct interviews on this podcast, and I post those on Thursdays usually. And um, for conducting my interviews, I have to do research so that I can know who the, the, the person that I'm interviewing is. I can be informed as to um, what they've done and how they've accomplished what they've accomplished so that I can ask educated questions. That is something that I'm outsourcing, doing the actual research and putting together a list of things that this person has done and um, some of their experiences, some of their quotes, and some of the big things that they are involved with. By outsourcing that, I do not have to be involved in that process. But when it's time for me to do the interviews, I can be informed because I have a, short, a list of all of the things that I need to have in order to do a successful interview. Let's see, what else am I outsourcing? Um, those are the main things that I'm outsourcing right now. Managing email, managing my blog in terms of the posts and the transcripts and all that jazz. Um, researching my guests for my shows. Uh, let's see, what else? Uh, managing comments, so when people leave comments and so on responding to those comments, responding to emails, responding to certain questions and all those types of things that take a lot of time that I don't necessarily have to do. Okay, so first I decided what I needed to do and then I decided on the tasks that the tasks that I don't need to do and I can outsource those tasks. And as I move forward in the future, I'll be outsourcing much more than that. For example, some of the tech support and um, setting up some of my websites and the, the training programs that I'm going to be doing, that takes a lot of time that I don't necessarily need to be involved in. So I want to answer a question right from the beginning. And well, this isn't the beginning anymore. We've passed the beginning. But a lot of people are listening to this and saying, yeah, that sounds nice, but I don't have the money to outsource. What do I do if I don't have any money? Or if I only have a little bit of money? My recommendation to you would be to start doing things yourself. And then when it comes to outsourcing, start small. There are little tasks that you can outsource that can help you go a long way. For example, when I set up my, my blogs, some of my blogs I've done myself, but some I wanted to get a nice design for the header or something of that sort. I outsourced those tasks. It wasn't very expensive, um, but it made a huge difference in the look and feel of my website. And that was very significant in helping my website to grow to where it is right now. I, I strongly believe that. Yes, you can start with a free theme and, and you don't have to do all that stuff, but every little bit that you can do gives you an extra edge. All right, so if you don't have money, hey, start small or start doing it all yourself. And then as you build, then you can start outsourcing more and more over time. Okay, so the next question I want to answer is where do I find my outsourcers? Now, depending on who you ask, you're going to get a bunch of different answers. There are so many different places online where you can find um, people to do different tasks for you. There are specialty sites where you can get them to do specific tasks. 
And there are sites like Elance and Odesk and Get a Freelancer and Rent a Coder and all these different types of sites. Um, the one that I use personally is Odesk. I've tried Elance. I've tried some of the others. But I really like Odesk. And there are a number of reasons why I like them. Number one, I've had good experiences when I've hired people from Odesk. Um, I've hired from other places, and sometimes the experiences weren't as good. But Odesk has a number of things in place that helps you to make a, a good decision, an informed decision as to who you're hiring. There are a number of tests that people take, and you can see their results on those tests. You can see their past experiences. You can see a whole bunch of stuff, and it helps you to make an informed decision if you go about doing it the right way. Another reason is I really love the features that they have. Um, they have a full work diary that you can keep. Tr you can use to keep track of people that are working for you. So, for example, if I hire someone and they're working on a particular job, I can go and see random screen screenshots of what they're doing, and I can see how active they are. It actually tells me how many times they click on the keyboard, how many times they click on the mouse, and you see their screen at random intervals. Now, that gives you a very good idea as to whether this person is just you know, slacking off and, and charging you a bunch of money because you can see what they're doing, when they're doing it, and you can always go in and review what they were doing. That is extremely valuable, and I really like that feature. Another thing I like from Odesk is that they have a cool application for keeping track of your outsourcers and communicating with them. It's something that you can download to your computer. They also had an iPhone app, but I, I think they're, they're redeveloping it right now, so it's not available. I still have mine because I got in before they pulled it out of the App Store. Um, but and I, It's going to be coming back. But anyhow... It, the program is really good because I can have it running in the background. And if my outsourcer has a question, she can she can send me a message, an instant message via that. If I want to see what she's doing, I can click on her her name and check out her work diary and see what she's doing at that point in time. So it you know it it just gives you the resources that you need in order to to keep track of the people that you're working with and to communicate with them effectively. And I really like that. Now, I have friends that would tell you you shouldn't use Odesk or you shouldn't use Elance. And there's a, the reasoning behind that is, is, is this. When you go to Odesk, a lot of the people that you find at Odesk are just there to do one-off tasks. So they're not necessarily there for full-time work and they're not always going to be with you long-term and so on. Now, there are some sites where people do go for full-time work and part-time work and so on that do a better job where that is concerned. But I've had good success using them. And I will probably continue to use them because I'm so familiar with them and I really like the features that they have. I'm not, at least at the moment, I'm not hiring anyone for 40 hours a week. Um, so that's not as much of an issue with me. But And if you're hiring someone to complete a simple task, you can always get someone at Odesk. And if you use the right criteria for finding that person, you will get someone that is good. So... Odesk, I love them. If you want to check them out, I have an affiliate link 
for them. Um, www.learningwithlesley.com slash Odesk. Uh, it's, it's free to sign up, actually. And you only pay when someone does a job. So you can check them out. If you've never used Odesk before, you can um, check them out. I, I really, I like them personally. Um, let's see. I think I, I covered that enough. So Odesk, that's who I use, learningwithlesley.com slash Odesk. If, you know, if, if there's certain things, you know, I get a lot of people that email me from time to time and they're struggling with a simple issue. But for them, it's very complicated because they don't know how to do it. If you ever find yourself in that kind of a situation, I would definitely recommend checking them out. Just go to Odesk, post the job. If you need someone to fix something in WordPress, there are so many people there that can do it for you. Um, so definitely check them out. Okay, so that's enough about o Odesk. Now, <laughs> how do you go about choosing the people that you want to work with? And I'm going to say something that might seem a little controversial because I've said it before and, and there's been some controversy with it. Um, I'm not going to go too deep into it, but I'm just going to say this. I have had a lot of success hiring people from the Philippines. Their English is very good, at least from the ones that I've worked with. Their work ethic is excellent. And I've gotten some great work done. I've tried a number of different places. I'm not going to name the different places because this is not about saying that one country is better than the other. That's not what I'm doing. I'm just saying that I've tried other places and I've had not as good experiences. I've tried the Philippines and it's been perfect. I mean, as close to perfect as it gets. For whatever that's worth, I'm just going to put that out there. And, you know, you use that in your decision-making process or not. That's up to you. So that's fine. Okay. Now, once I've hired someone to do a certain type of job, what I do is I give them a test project. So what I did when I was looking for someone to transcribe my biology videos is I actually hired three people. And what I did is I gave them all one video to transcribe. And... I gave them the task, and then I, I looked for a few things. I looked to see how quickly they got it back to me. I looked to see how the, the quality of their transcription was. I looked to see how they communicated with me. And based on that, I decided, okay, this was good, this was good, but this was really good. This person was awesome. So what I decided to do was hire that person on and try them out for a, a longer period, maybe like a month. And I had them transcribe certain videos, and it went excellently. So I decided that this was the person that I'm going to have transcribe my videos over the long term. And I started working with that person. And whenever I had a video to transcribe, she was available, and she did a great job with it. And I am very excited and happy with the quality of work that I've been getting. Now, in the beginning... I just basically gave work whenever I had work available. But more recently, I, I approached my outsourcer and I said, Noemi, her, her name is Noemi. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, and um, I said, hey, I love what you're doing. I would like you to work with me on a um, work with me more. OK, so um, we just recently upgraded to 20 hours a week. She's working regularly. And the reason is because I'm going to be putting out a lot of content over the next few months and well, actually probably a few years. 
And she's done such a great job that I want her to work with me more long term. And she's agreed to do that. And it's working out. I mean, it's it's excellent. I, I really can't complain. So I'm I'm very excited about that. But first, I started out with a test project. And then I started hiring her for a few more things, a few more videos. And I see, I saw how she did her work and she was doing a great job. And eventually now she's working for me more part time in terms of 20 hours consistently every week. And I'm getting a lot done with that new arrangement. There's one important process here. And this is something that I've just recently started doing. It's very easy to hire someone and then not have the right instructions to give them or not have not have a full idea of what kind of tasks you want done. And what ends up happening in those situations is you have the person working for you and they're working, but you're not really accomplishing everything you want to accomplish because it's not done in a strategic way. They don't have the instructions that they need, the guidance that they need, and so on for you to accomplish your goal or your goals. My recommendation is this, and this is something that I'm spending so much time doing right now, um, but it's going to save so much time in the future. I've actually gone through and created manuals for all of the tasks that need to be done in my business. And I've tried to be as detailed as possible. And um, I have those manuals and she has access to them and she can go through them and do exactly what needs to be done in the way that I want them to be done. Now, it, it's, it's taken a lot of time to put these together. And what I'm going to do is I'm actually just going to give them to you. Keep in mind that my business is different than your business, but there's going to be some overlap if you're an internet marketer, if you're running a blog and you, you're trying to get someone to manage your blog or to do certain tasks for you. You can, you can see how I've outlined mine because I find that this has worked very well. So you can see them by going to learningwithlesley.com slash manuals. And I'll be adding to this over time. I don't care if you copy them. I don't care what you do with them. Uh, don't sell them, <laughs> I guess. Um, but you can use these as inspiration or guidance as to how you can write your manuals that are relevant to your business. You will see that it's very specific to my business. There are certain things that are specific to my biology website. There are certain things that are specific to my Learning with Leslie blog, to my email, and so on. You can have access to them. You can see how I do it. You can use it as inspiration. You can even copy them and use them to you know, work with your outsources if you think that will help you out. Yeah, so you, you have access to those, so you can check those out. Now, when I first started um, putting together these manuals, the first thing I thought is, I love video. I'm going to make video manuals. Instead of you know writing it out, I'm going to show how to do it. And I started doing that. But you know what? I'm going to discourage you from doing that. Why? Because especially when you're starting out, too many, th too many things change. There are so many different elements in your business. And as you start putting these manuals together, you're going to have to tweak it here, tweak it there. You might find there's a way that it works better. And if it's done as a video, it's going to be much harder to redo that video and it's going to take much more time 
if you have a written manual and you need to change one thing, well, you can just go to that one section and change that one thing. If you're doing it as a video, it can get very complicated. So what I've done is I'm, I've gone through and made um, written manuals or typed manuals, not written. Um, and those are what I'm going to be using. And over time, I'm going to refine those until I find that they are exactly where I want them to be. And eventually, I might make some videos to, to replace those manuals. But written is good enough. Type them out and provide them for your outsourcer. And I, I believe that's the best way of going about it. Now, I've covered where to find them. I've covered, you know, how to decide on your goals and, and um, how to decide what to outsource. I've also covered training materials and writing manuals. And yes, it can take a lot of time, but I'm giving you mine and you can modify them. You can use them however you, you see fit. What, what I want to talk about is next is very important. When it comes to your outsources, it depends on the type of business that you're running. But when it comes to really accomplishing great things online, I think it's very important to give your outsourcers the freedom to make decisions. Empower them to make decisions. They don't have to run everything by you because if they're running everything by you, it's taking just as, <laughs> it's taking just as much of your time as if you were doing it yourself. And that doesn't make sense. So give them the freedom to make decisions and treat them as if they are valuable parts of your team. Why? Because they are. It's that simple. They're valuable because they're helping you to accomplish the, your goals, and that is a significant part of your business. So give them the freedom to make decision, decisions, empower them to make decisions, encourage them as they make those decisions, and if they make a mistake, it is okay. <laughs> if they make a mistake, accept the fact that they made a mistake and see, how, see what can be done so that the mistake doesn't happen again in the future. Does that make sense? I think it makes sense. So we've spoken about um, how to decide on your goals, how to decide what to outsource, what to do if you don't have any money or you don't have as much money or a lot of money to spend on outsourcing. We've spoken about, uh, let's see, where to find outsourcers and, and what kinds of things you want to look for. Um, and last thing I want to talk about is the tools that I use to manage my outsourcers. There are a number of things that I use. Let's see. Yes, they're all free. They're all free. Some of them have premium um, features, and I've purchased the premium versions of some of these um, programs um, because of the benefits that they offer. But what I want to do is talk about these programs because they are great and they are helping me very much. The first one, I've spoken about it before, and it's called Evernote. Evernote is what I use to write everything. Okay, I don't put a blog post together on anything else but Evernote. And the reason for that is because it automatically backs up everything that you type. And it's, ac it's accessible on all of your devices, whether you have an Android phone or an iPhone or a laptop, a Mac or PC or whatever. Evernote has a version for you. 
and you can access it from all of those different devices and it's always backed up 100% safe. So if something were to happen to your blog and uh, your blog were to just disappear, all of your blog posts will be saved because they're in Evernote. But that's not the reason I use it when it comes to outsourcing. The reason I use it is because I can share folders in Evernote. Well, they call them notebooks. You can share your notebooks. And for example, when I created my manuals, I created them in Evernote and then I shared them with my outsourcer. And she has access to everything I do and she can modify it. And as she modifies it on her end, it's also modified on my end. It's modified on my computer, on my phone, on everything comes in very handy because of that sharing feature. Um, I, I gave you a link to check out my manuals, learningwithlesley.com slash manuals, and you're going to see that those are created in Evernote. And it's just that convenient. I can create links and um, give you access to it. And when I give you access to it, I don't give you access to all of the features that I give my outsourcer access to because you can specify what access they will have. So, Evernote is tool number one that I use for sharing documents, for for everything that I'm typing, everything that she's typing. It goes into Evernote so that we both have access to it instantly. The next tool that I use is called Wonder, Wunderlist. I guess it's German, Wunderlist, W. W-U-N-D-E-R-L-I-S-T, and that's a to-do list program. And the reason I use this is exactly the same reason why I use Evernote. It's 100% free. That's not the reason I use it. But the reason that I use it is because I can create to-do lists and share them with others. So I can share it with her, and if I have a task that I need her to do, I can just put it in Wonderlist. She has. She can instantly see this is a task that I want her to do. And when she does it, she can check it off as being done. So instead of sending emails back and forth with, hey, I'd like you to do this, if there's a task I want her to do, I just put it in the list. And then she sees that task, that task and then she does it. If there's something that she wants me to do, um, she can put it in the list and I can see that and then I can do it. That's something that we're going to add in the future. Um, but you see how that works? It's very simple, very easy, straightforward, and you can access it from your different devices. I can access it from my iPad, my iPhone, my laptop, my, my desktop, anything I can access it from. And that's just awesome. The next tool that I use is called LastPass. And this is... <laughs> this is something that I use more than anything else probably on my laptop for, um, well, on any computer for logging into sites. Here's the thing. You may not know it. You may not like the fact, but it's a fact. When you put in your username and password online, it is not safe. It is not secure. I've, I've heard of some very, <laughs> very scary things happening um, when it comes to people stealing passwords and so on. I'm not going to get into all of it, but you know what? LastPass from lastpass.com is a very, very useful tool 
for storing passwords, for creating passwords for you, for encrypting them so that someone can't hack into your computer and steal your passwords. It, it is just awesome. But why I use this for outsourcing is very simple. I can create a password, store it in LastPass, and give someone else access to it. They only have access to be able to use the password, but they can't see what the password is. Whenever I change my password, which is something you should be doing on a regular basis, whenever I change it, it's automatically changed in LastPass, and when they go to log in, they log in with that new password. Very, very convenient. So when it comes to logging into my WordPress account, uh, my hosting account, or my email account, or anything of the sort, I don't need to give the individual passwords because it's stored in LastPass, and I can share that share the relevant ones with the people that need it and they can log into whatever they need to in a secure way without having access to the actual password. So tool number one, Evernote for sharing documents and um, things that you're typing. Wonderlist for sharing a to-do list. LastPass for managing password. And the last one that I use is called Dropbox. And you probably know about Dropbox. But that it's the same concept, except it's for storing files. So if I have certain files that may not be documents, it might be pictures or something else that I need them to have access to, my outsourcer to have access to, I can share that with her and she can go into her Dropbox and she can access those files. Very convenient. The, the common thread within all of these is it makes it easy for me to share resources and content. And it's, it, it's accessible. I'm sorry, I'm, I can't even speak. But it's accessible on multiple devices. Sharing and accessibility. And that's really why I use all of them. So, you know, that's that's pretty much it. That's how I go about outsourcing, how I manage my outsourcers. And I hope that was valued, valuable to you. You can check out learningwithlesley.com slash manuals for the manuals that I've written and I use in my business. Uh, this podcast, as usual, is brought to you by my 7-Day Bootcamp course at 7daybootcamp.net. Very simple. I teach you step-by-step step how I how you can set up a business online from scratch in seven days. And, and, and I'm talking about all the different aspects of it, doing the right kind of research, getting hosting, setting up your blog, driving traffic, building your list, making money online, all that stuff. You know, it's all in there. You can check it out at 7daybootcamp.net. If you haven't checked it out as yet, I would highly recommend for you to do so. It's a great place to start. I've gotten awesome feedback, and the best part of it is that it's 100% free. That's pretty much it for this episode. If you have questions, certain topics that you want me to talk about the show, call my hotline. I'm going to play the hotline at the end, and you can call it, and you can get your questions answered. I'm going to answer it on the show for you. That's all for this episode. This is Leslie Samuel. Take care and God bless. Eight, 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 three, five.